0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic Hits.
0: Uh, last week, by the way, we talked about miscarriage and we talked about the stigma around it and the, how we talk about it and how we... I suppose there was a whole thing around, you know, the awareness. And, and you might have saw it on the Late Late Show, by the way. or Rosanna Davidson, so I say, uh, talked about it on the Late Late Show. And it was lovely to hear people just talking very naturally and fluidly about it without getting embarrassed, or without anybody getting too upset. And and it's always something that we want to know is, how do you talk to somebody who's either had a miscarriage or maybe they've had a stillbirth? And October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness, Awareness Month. That's why we're talking about it. And each year on October the 15th, there is a global wave of light where across the world, at 7 o'clock, candles, monuments, landmarks and buildings are lit up in the campaign's colours, blue and pink, in memory of the babies. And the aim, I suppose, of turning the buildings and landmarks blue and pink will spark conversations about baby loss and give bereaved parents and families an opportunity to talk about their precious little babies. And to talk to me a little bit more about it is Nina Farrell, uh, who's Liam and Grace's mammy and a volunteer with Felicon. And Felicon are an organisation who support women who've lost their baby. Uh, good afternoon to you, Nina. Good
1: afternoon,
0: Nile. The first thing I have to say to Nina is, even when I'm talking about it as a radio presenter, the language I use and the way I talk about it, maybe I'm being am I being over cautious, or should I be more open and, and, and talk more openly and not be too concerned about the wording I use? Is that something that we need to we need to think about?
1: Yeah, I think in fairness, um, you know, it's a, it's important to have the conversation. Do you know, it's important to be able to chat openly and honestly, and not to worry too much if we're too. If we concentrate too much on, our, on the language that we're using and we worry too much about the language, sure, it would us with fear and it stops the conversation flowing naturally. Do you know? I mean, so I'm very
0: conscious of the fact that you lost two wonderful children, Liam and Grace, and I'm very conscious that. I'm going to talk to you in a second about that as well and how that felt for you. But what I'm saying, using words like stillbirth, is that still a word that people use? Is that still the same word that we use now? Or is it losing your baby? Or when, you're, when you meet somebody who may have had a stillbirth or lost their baby, what is the correct thing to say to them you know I'm sorry that you lost your baby or sorry you had a stillbirth or or how do you refer to that
1: Yeah I think I mean yes the term stillbirth is still used um it's you know there's still it's referred to as the Stillbirth Registration Act so yes it is it is a term that's used in terms of meeting somebody I mean I think once you ask somebody once you talk to somebody um you quickly find out the type of language that they use yeah. for example somebody might refer to um their baby as a little angel okay. somebody else might refer to their baby just by their name they might you know everybody has their own language they're comfortable with and i think you quickly learn the type of language people are comfortable with and it's about respecting where they're at and yeah. you know and following their lead i suppose and but how, again how,
0: how many stillbirths are there in ireland on a, on a yearly basis it's something we that don't we don't actually think about.
1: Yeah, we don't actually have the figures for that. I mean, Felicon don't focus on, you know, the research the stats, and the figures yeah. and the stats. And, you know, because sometimes you can become so consumed by stats. Do you know, every single stillbirth that happens, every single neonatal death loss, I mean, the, the impact of that is just enormous. Do you know, so Absolutely. the figures aren't as, as important, but I suppose Felicon do give out um, roughly about a thousand memory boxes a year, which is a huge number do you know and memory boxes are given to people kind of from a 16 week loss Okay describe, so anybody-
0: describe to people what's in the memory boxes and I'll talk about a little bit later as well about the funding because I know you don't get any state funding for this right so you, yeah. you, you, you rely basically on volunteers uh, we, and you,
1: yeah. we do yeah and bereaved parents you know and a lot of times bereaved parents are just so appreciative of getting the memory box and you know being able to make memories with their children that they will fundraise for Falecon which is a, a huge help um, but in terms of the memory box, you're given it. You're given to it to you by the hospital, and you're given it when you're when you're in labour and you're giving birth. If they know that the baby's not going to survive, and inside that is some information that will help you over the next cu- couple of days. But also, there's two little teddies, and um, which you they you place with your babies. And the idea is that you keep one, and one goes with the baby. Okay. There's
0: also um, that's nice actually.
1: It's a nice. It's tower. lovely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. There's also um, there's also uh, to make prints with your babies, ink prints. Okay. You know, and the hospital will help you make that. Yeah. There's lip balm, which is it's all about the touch. You know, making you comfortable touching your baby. I can I can remember the midwife handing myself an allen some lip balm to touch Liam and Grace's lips. I didn't know the, what it was for at the time, but it's all about the touch, and you know, and that's yeah. that's really lovely, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, and the, and the information that you need, kind of, you know, around, you know, the next couple of days, if you've living children, you know, yeah. I a, a mean, how it advice. affects
0: them too, of course, absolutely, yeah. That's something bit we of don't think about, that will it? help you, yeah.
1: oh, a huge impact, you know, and been, even on the been, wider family.
0: I mean, they, particularly if they're kind of, you know, eight or nine year olds or whatever is, they've been looking at mammy pregnant and they're they they're have. they're hoping for a little brother and sister on the way and they're all excited about it and it must be very difficult to come home and then say to them you know, there's no little brother or sister and that's not going to happen now, sorry, but like, how do you explain that to a child? It's very difficult as well, something we don't think of.
1: It is, it is, and I suppose, you know, Felicon give out uh, teddies, which is, you know, a big brother teddy or a big sister teddy, um, so that the the, the kids are involved as well, you know, that they they feel they have something tangible to touch, you know, that they, you know, that represents their loss, and also then there would be some advice around the kind of language you use, like like the baby didn't just go to sleep, the baby actually died. Because, in terms of the impact that might have, they might be afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. Do you know? So it's just kind of language like that. Yeah, and that's then something they, that
0: you wouldn't think of either. Yeah, when you say something like that. Because children take everything literally, of course. They do. <laughs> they, they do. Of they course. certainly and do. Yeah. But Nina, for people who don't know, and I, I, I spoke to you before, I think. Well, you but, did. Yeah. But remind people of your own personal story. If it's not too difficult for you to, to keep. And I know people probably ask you to keep recounting the story, and it's probably very difficult for you to keep doing that. But I suppose the more you talk about something, the, the easier it is maybe to manage in your own head in some way. It too. is.
1: It is Nile, and to be honest with you, I absolutely love talking about lame and grace i mean they 're my favorite topic of conversation, <laughs> you know I'm glad I to love hear that I love telling people about them I love you know and telling people how important they are to us, you know and it's just really lovely to get the opportunity to talk about them. So you know, I'm assuming
0: and Liam and Grace were lovely, happy pregnancies. You they were, both were delighted to be pregnant. You and your and your partner were delighted. Liam, myself,
1: and my husband were delighted. We'd had a tough, tough journey. You know, we'd had um, yeah. three recurrent miscarriages. We'd had four rounds of IVF, and suddenly we were pregnant on Liam and Grace. And yeah. Once we got past that early miscarriage stage, after having three early miscarriages, I mean, we thought we were, Home you know, free. we got, yeah. to, yes, we Home did, run. we got yeah. to the twelve-week scan and we saw their beautiful heart beating. I mean, we got loads of scans, you know, loads of private scans. We, you know, it was just yeah, a you were being over cautious
0: because of your we miscarriages. Were. Yeah, and we We were, talked, And we talked to some women last week who had had yeah, numerous miscarriages, five and six of them, and they said, you know, after the first one, pregnancy just isn't the same because it's very we difficult to relax. Yeah.
1: You absolutely do. All innocence is gone once you've kind of experienced that. You hear stats like one in four pregnancies end. But when that becomes you, suddenly that stat is just so real and so frightening. And, you know, and yeah. And so we had lots of scans and we got to the 20-week scan, the the big scan. We found out it was a boy and girl. I mean, it just literally felt like it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. Um, We were just really excited. And, and was the pregnancy
0: was okay? I mean how were you during perfect, the pregnancy?
1: Absolutely perfect. Yeah. It was absolutely no problem. The usual kind of, you know, heartburn, you know, minor little ailments. Yeah. Um, but nothing. No cravings
0: for eating ice cubes and No, thing. no, <laughs> I wasn't too
1: bad. I wasn't too bad. And um yeah, and we were just preparing and yeah, I got to twenty two weeks and six days and it was just an ordinary day in work. No, nothing unusual about it. And about seven o'clock I got a pain and, you know, suddenly it was that's an unusual pain like and and at one stage i remember thinking how am i going to manage labor when i can't even manage these pains you know pregnancy pains mm. but i actually was in labor and we suddenly realized we had to my waters broke and it was an emergency dash to hollis street and okay we were you know they did the the scan and we saw their two beautiful hearts beating and we thought, oh, it's okay. I remember thinking, my God, I can't believe I've made such a fuss. Like, I'm mortified. Yeah, you were thinking, okay, they'll
0: end up in an incubator because they're early births and that that was the worst case scenario
1: you you were thinking probably. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, in my head I was thinking infection. Infection is huge now. I'm going to have to be really careful. Okay, I'm off work. The things that go through your head are just crazy. And suddenly somebody came in and explained that they were going to be born and they wouldn't survive. Oh, no. once it's before 24 when, weeks.
0: When somebody tells you that information when you, in your head, the worst case scenario was you're going to have yeah. to take a bit of time off work as you said. Yeah. And yeah. then somebody comes in and says, sorry, but you know, your two babies the babies that you've loved during your pregnancy and you're so excited are not going to make it that that news must be devastating to you.
1: It's absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. you can't believe that you, your own heart is still beaten after hearing something so absolutely devastating and to be told that I had to go through labour and, you know, and to to give birth. I mean, the physical pain is nothing. It's just nothing in comparison to knowing that you And, going and to at this birth. stage,
0: their hearts were still beating, so their still a, still beating, they were still They were still alive. And they so, were. what was the reason why? Because is it their brain is not fully developed, or what is the reason why yeah, they will not survive?
1: I suppose they, their lungs. There's so many. There's so many reasons they they wait. You know. They wait till 24 weeks and, you know, even at 24 to 28 weeks, you know, it, it, it can be Some a long journey Some babies have survived,
0: haven't they, under 24. Yeah, I know a friend of mine who had twins at 23 weeks.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, and,
0: and now, don't get me wrong, their first year of their lives, it was extremely it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, but uh, many operations and different things like that. But look, thankfully, they, they, they survived that. Um, yeah. So it is it is quite unusual for that to happen. But it is. of course, you wouldn't have known that when you went in on that particular No, I day. didn't.
1: I yeah. didn't. And And I suppose... Those couple of hours were the worst of my life. They absolutely were. But all that changed at one forty-two on the Friday morning when Liam was born, and his he had just his heart had just stopped beating just before he was born. But my first glimpse of him was no different than any other mother. Everything changed in that moment when I saw him and saw how gorgeous and perfect he was, and and suddenly I was a mammy and I couldn't have been prouder. I just mm. literally. I felt all those emotions, that rush of unconditional love. And seven minutes later, Grace was born and there was um, a tiny little whimper and it was just the most beautiful sound. She was alive. And they both lay on my chest, you know, and Grace lived for 31 minutes, which was just, I mean, with Alan beside me, um, it's hard to describe, but but it it sounds like, it sounds so sad, you know, obviously Liam Liam had died, but... At that moment, I felt nothing but pride and love and, you know, happiness. And I remember the midwives congratulated me on becoming a mother and I just couldn't have been prouder, you know. And I just how talked. do you
0: separate that that wonderful pride and that beautiful moment of becoming a mother with the fact that, sadly, your, the, your two children are, are not going to live? How do you separate the the, the trauma of that from the beautiful feeling? I don't think you do
1: separate them. I don't think, yeah. I think... I think the love survives. I I mean, I've learned over three and a half years that the love I feel for Liam and Grace will never, ever go. And that is so comforting. And every bit of pain and grief I feel is worth it for that love. Mm,
0: For that. Absolutely. And I understand that.
1: To be there, to be there, mammy. You know, to...
0: And you're still there, mammy.
1: I absolutely am, yes, mm-hmm. I absolutely am. And I feel, you know, very proud of that. I'm very proud that they chose me to be there mummy. me, you know, and...
0: And how do maternity hospitals deal? Because I suppose they're dealing with situations every single day. Yeah. Where to them, you know, there's a, there's a normality to these things happening because they do unfortunately happen. And so how do they deal with it? I mean, do they, they deal with it well, in your opinion, generally? Speaking? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I thought they dealt with it with extreme, extremely sensitively and in a, a very caring manner. I mean... Some of the things I remember them congratulating me. I remember the brethman midwife coming in and asking me, you know, um, if I'd like to bat them. She could help me bat them, and you know, and the chaplain coming and asking, would I like to do a naming ceremony with them? Mm-hmm. I mean, we wanted to do everything. We but that's we what I wanted to get to, to. Everything in.
0: And by the way, this is something I want to get to because I spoke to you before, and I don't know if anything's happened since yeah. then. And I actually meant to do something around that, and I do apologise that we probably didn't, and we fell back on our, our laurels a little bit. But the last time you were on, you, when you mentioned the naming ceremony, the most disgusting part and despicable part of all this is you don't get a birth certificate.
1: We we don't. We we got a still birth cert for Lee. Still birth cert? is not private. It, it, it he's not he's not formally recognised as mine and mine. Well, you
0: know Maybe I'm wrong in thinking this. But to get a stillbirth certificate kind of labels them as something that they're not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe I that's do, wrong yeah, of me in thinking that. They, they're they little children. Sadly, they yeah. didn't survive. But they are little children. They're your children. And you should have a birth certificate for them.
1: Yeah, and, and that would be great. But I I think the first step is to try get the register open. Do you know, to try and get Liam's records public. Whilst I agree with you that it would be absolutely great to get a birth and death there, just like I did for Grace I think we're a long way away from that. Yeah. And I think the first step would be to get this still birth register open. Do you know, because, you know, I'm I'm a very proud parent for both Liam and Grace. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking to think that in generations to come, it could look like I'm only a parent to Grace. Do you know? And yeah. that's, it's just not fair, do you know? And, you know, We're such proud parents and we want to shout out that we're we're parents. Um, We don't need to see the Stillbirth Register. At the moment, it's only parents and grandparents that can see it. We don't need to see it. We know they were born. We know they died. But, you know, it's the future and it's what that means. So as part of Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, we're calling on the government uh, in Felicon, you know, to amend the Stillbirth Act immediately and to open it up and to give us uh, an opportunity, you know, to, to... for our children to be recognised.
0: And what what is the criteria at the moment under the current legislation? uh, Pardon my ignorance for not understanding it completely, but so to get a birth certificate for a child... They have to
1: breathe.
0: The child has to breathe.
1: The child has to take a breath. If the child takes a breath, no matter what gestation that is at, you know, sometimes it can be sometimes it could be 20 weeks and and, and there was a breath taken, that means you get a, a birth cert and a death cert.
0: That's terrible insensitive legislation, isn't it? It
1: absolutely is. Uh, but I suppose when, you know, I've been doing some work on this for Faelicon and when you read back on the notes and why the legislation was brought in, it was brought in at a different time. It was brought in in 1994. So, so
0: because because these two little babies were huddled on your chest and because yes. Grace took a breath and because That's Grace whimpered, she's she gets the honour of having a birth and death cert. A birth and death cert. Yeah. But Liam didn't because, because yeah. he died just before he was born.
1: Absolutely. That's and horrendous. That's literally, that is literally the only difference between my two children. That's literally. I mean, there's no other difference. That's
0: awful. That's really awful. Yeah. And I, there's no logic to that whatsoever at all. That's am no. very insensitive completely. Anyway, the other thing as well is that Felicon who do wonderful work, and, and many years ago, by the way, I, I presented a, a... You did indeed. A, a night out that from FelaCon. At That's yeah. right, out in the south side of Dublin somewhere. I'm trying to remember where it was now. Where it was out on the south side of Dublin. And uh, we, we had a, a fundraising night, of course, at Felicon. And because a good friend of mine, sadly, had lost uh, a baby as well. And that's why I did that that particular mm. night. But in saying that, you're obviously having uh, the... Wave of Light, we which are. is a, an event to try and raise somebody. Tell us a little bit about that, Wave of Light.
1: Okay, so in 2018, after Liam and Grace had, had been born and died, um, I, uh, that year, Liberty Hall lit up blue and pink, and it was the first building in Ireland to light up blue and pink on the 15th of October, which is known as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day, and that's a, a worldwide. Um, yeah. I just thought it was amazing that Liberty Hall was lighting up, you know, and how wonderful it was. Um, but when I looked into it a bit further, I found that there's, you know, around the world there's so many buildings lighting up, and, you know, uh, with the support of Failicon, we launched a campaign, kind of asking buildings in Ireland to light up. So in 2019, we had 83 buildings, and last year and this year, we've had over 100 buildings. Well done. And yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's lovely. Um, it's just such a such a special night. Um. You know, I'm conscious that it's not one night that, you know, I mean, we're living with this 365 days a year, but it's great to have a night where other people, maybe not directly affected, get to think about it. And that's what the awareness is all about, you know, to let people know. Um, so and of course, we
0: a- uh, there's a cost involved, you know, in trying to support parents. Now, I know you're a non nonprofit organization. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so you don't make any money out of this. Basically, you just need the money to try to support parents like yourself who are in the yeah. same situation as yourself, you know, who may not be able to deal with it. I mean, you're dealing with it very well, Nina, I have to okay, say. Yeah. <laughs> and, but there's other parents out there who may not be able to deal with it quite as well. And they need support. They need a bit of help. And obviously, you're looking for anybody who wants to donate. By the way, you can go to failacond.ie. I'll spell that out for you. I shall, get Ashling to put a link on our Twitter and Facebook oh, there as well. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to donate a few quid, because when people listening today, and I'm looking at all these wonderful messages by the way coming in from people here, just listening here to that woman, she is so strong, speaking about every part of her story so openly and honestly. She is so perfectly strong, an incredible lady, and you are an incredible lady because I think you give hope to everybody else who has ever been in that situation, to look at things slightly differently. And when you talked about, you know, and even the nurses to say congratulations to you, I don't think I could be brave enough, you know, if I saw, you know, a woman devastated losing her child to say congratulations, because I don't know if that would be the right thing to say. But clearly yes. for you at that moment, it was the right it thing was, to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was and it was wonderful that you talk about your children, Liam and Grace, and you talk about them as if they're us here today.
1: Yeah, because that's the way I feel. I mean, they grow. They For me, I mean, everyone's different. Some people, their babi- their babies remain babies and they'll always think of them as they, you know, and picture them, imagining them as, as babies. Yeah. But for me, I picture Liam and Grace now as three and a half year olds. I know they should have started preschool a couple of... You know, they they grow yeah, with so me. You, we bring them with, with us.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So you know, you're thinking of every kind of landmark moment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah absolutely. Because, you know, and I'm blessed with, with a great family, lots of great friends and support. And obviously... As well as me volunteering with Failicon, I get great support from Failicon, you know. And, and also I
0: don't want to ignore your partner here today as well. By the way, yeah, because, um, yeah, because he he well, I mean, it's it's unfair to we talked about miscarriage last week, and I didn't want to yeah. ignore the men either because it affects them equally. I mean, because obviously it's their children too. You know what I mean? So Absolutely,
1: so Absolutely. And, and I
0: know that generally a lot of the time they're there to help and support uh, you, you know, and the women who lose their babies as well. So I mean, that's part of what
1: they have it's to do. just such a big loss for you know Alan lost, you know, lean and grace as well and you know and it's such a massive loss for him and there's so much focus on the woman you know and there's so much i I mean i know we go through the physical you know labor and that but every other part of of the loss and the grief alan feels just as much as me you know and it can be hard especially in the beginning i think i was very conscious that people were asking alan how i was you know, and they weren't asking him how, how he
0: was. he was, yeah, of course. You know, and I'm sure and his mates in work were probably saying to him, yes. you know, how's Nina and she exactly. Instead of saying to him, because that's a kind of mannish thing, I suppose, is instead of saying to him, Absolutely. are you all right, Alan? Can we, you know, do you need to talk? That's and good. it might have been difficult for him, too. But listen, it was wonderful to listen to your story. And when I say wonderful, it was wonderful because oh, you're a wonderful you. mammy. <laughs> and, and I'm delighted you got that moment to spend with your children. And I'm delighted you'll carry them forward with you for the rest of your life. And also delighted as well that you've put all your energy now into helping other women in the same position so if people want to help out by the way they can go to phalicon.ie. so now that's spelled F-E-I-L-E-A-C-A-I-N okay Feilacain what is Feilacain it's Irish for
1: what? It's the Irish for butterfly oh okay, okay yeah so we we picture them as butterflies you know they were here for a short time but the impact is huge
0: okay and if you want to go there and donate or if there's any, is there any other way they can donate by the way?
1: no just on the Feilacain okay, website, the yeah, website.
0: Great, yeah. and your money goes towards basically making up these wonderful little boxes these memory boxes for couples or women who have lost their babies in these circumstances, little teddy bears and little memories of their baby, etc., etc. And it's a wonderful, wonderful cause. So please do go and donate and help them out and also try and support as well the Wave of Light. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Nina. I appreciate you. Thanks, nice. here today. Thanks right. very much. And you're a wonderful lady. You, you deserve all the compliments and all the texts that are coming in at the moment. I'd be here all day reading them out. <laughs> yeah, thank right. you. Thanks, Nina. Bye. There Bye. you go. Nina Farrell, uh, Liam and Grace's Mammy and volunteer with Felicon, a wonderful organisation.